0: shalom and praise the lord uh, we give glory to god for yet another day that he has given to us that we may uh, listen to the teaching of his word on this character, on this subject on the character of god we are grateful to god that he has brought us this far that we are coming to the end of this study and we are grateful to god so let us pray together father in the mighty name of jesus we are grateful. We are indeed thankful for your faithfulness, your goodness, O God, who you are to us, whom you have been and continue to be, O God, the unchanging God. We bless you, we honor you, and we adore you, O God. We come to you in humility, acknowledging that you are God, you are holy, you are mighty, highly exalted, and we are just um, mortal human beings. But Lord, so we come in humility asking that you would wash us and cleanse us in the precious blood of Jesus that may be acceptable before you even this day. Father, we pray that by your Holy Spirit, you will give us understanding to your word that it may transform us, O oh God. For indeed, it is the transforming word of God that changes the lives of people. Father, we pray that as we continue to know you, we shall be strong and that we may do exploits for you in this land of the living we thank you for such an opportunity that you have given us we receive it with thanksgiving and we dedicate this time to you lead us by your holy spirit we pray in jesus name amen as i said earlier we are coming to the end or to the close of this uh, uh subject and so today we want to do the beauty of God. We'll do the beauty of God and the glory of God. So let's start with the beauty of God. God's beauty in definition is that attribute of God whereby He is the sum of all desirable qualities. He is the sum of all desirable qualities. The beauty of God. This attribute of God is especially related to God's perfection. Perfection means that God doesn't lack anything desirable. And then beauty means that God has everything desirable. (laughs) That There are two different ways of affirming the same truth. It's like the two faces of a coin. Nonetheless, there is value in affirming this positive aspect of God's possession of everything that is desirable. It reminds us that all of our good and righteous desires, all of the desires that really ought to be in us, find their ultimate fulfillment in God and in no one else. So when people try to find fulfillment uh, in marriage, fulfillment in property ownership, they will never get the fulfillment until they come to God. In Psalm 27, verse 4, Psalm 27, verse 4, David says, One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. That was David's desire, to behold the beauty of the Lord in his temple. In Psalm 73, verse 25, again, we find Psalm 73, verse 25, Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is none upon earth that I desire besides you. Wonderful. How explicit the psalmist is. He recognizes his desire for God, who is the sum of everything desirable, with, uh, who is uh, uh, who far surpasses all other desires? Is this your recognition? What do you desire in your life? What would you say is your earnest desire in life? Do you have a longing to be near God and to enjoy His presence forever? Then the greatest blessing is found in Revelation twenty-two verse four, that says. They shall see his face. Oh, yes. They shall see his face. When you have such a longing to see God face to face, his presence, to dwell in his presence forever, you are encouraged. When you read Revelation 22, verse 4, that says that they shall see his face. Nothing in this world can satisfy. And so we can have that longing in our hearts. One day we shall see the Lord face to face. Amen. In the meantime, we enjoy his presence even in the spiritual realm. God is also concerned that we imitate this beauty. And it's shown in his purpose to sanctify his church as it is in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 27. This is showing God's desire that we imitate his beauty. We become like him. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 27, we read that he might present her, that is the church, to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. End of quote. God's desire for us, is that we may be more and more like him. To be made holy, to be made without any blame in our lives, and to have as much of his qualities as possible. And in this uh, uh, respect, we are talking about his beauty. That people would uh, look at us, and they would see the beauty of the Lord in our lives, and that they may be drawn to him. So we individually and corporately reflect God's beauty in every way in which we exhibit his character. When we do this, that is, reflect his character, then he delights in us and finds us beautiful in his sight. Let us also look out and delight or celebrate in God's beauty as exhibited by one another. So we look at each other. And we see the beauty of the Lord. Like that chorus we say, For I sing you the glory of the Lord. Yes, I love you with the love of God. So we celebrate God's beauty exhibited in one another. May this joy deepen as the conformity to the life of Christ increases in each one of us. (coughs) Excuse me. The more we become like Christ in his beauty, in, in, in other attributes, we celebrate each other. Yeah? We say, Oh, how I am seeing the beauty of the Lord in your life. Remember that that which is truly beautiful is the character of God himself. So it is the character of God that we celebrate in one another when we identify it in each other's lives amen it is not what, what the world may say what the world may celebrate no it's the character of god that inner beauty that first peter talks about the inner beauty the character of god that has been forming in our lives day by day so briefly that is the beauty of god And then we look at the glory of God, the glory of God. In one sense of the word glory, it simply means honor or excellent reputation. Honor or excellent reputation. In Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 7, God speaks of his children and says, whom I created for my glory. God talking about his children about the Israelites. he talks about them as people that he created for his glory in Romans chapter 3 and verse 23 it says that all have sinned and they fall short of the glory of God yeah John 17 verse 5 John 17 verse 5 Jesus speaking to the father he says, the glory which I had with you before the world was made. We are seeing references where the word the glory, the glory of God is mentioned, just a few verses. And then in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, it says that the Son, God's Son, is the radiance of God's glory. Of course, you know God's Son, Jesus Christ jesus christ according to hebrews chapter 1 verse 3 jesus christ is the radiance of god's glory so in this sense the glory of god is not exactly an attribute of his being but rather it describes the superlative honor that should be given to god by everything in the universe in another sense in which we consider in this study God's glory is defined as the created brightness that surrounds God's revelation of himself. So we are finding uh, the different uh, uh, aspects of the glory of God. So there's the aspect, the honor, the excellent reputation, that superlative honor that should be given to God by everything in the universe. Then. In this sense, this other thing is, in, is what we are considering now in our study today, that God's glory is defined as the created brightness that surrounds God's revelation of himself. This brightness, as the definition puts it, is not actually or really an attribute of God in himself, for God is spirit. Nevertheless. God's glory is something that belongs to him alone and is the appropriate outward expression of his own excellence. Yeah, That glory, that brightness is appropriate it's an appropriate outward expression of his own excellence. That is why it seems right to consider it here immediately after the attributes of God. Scriptures often speak of God's glory. Like in uh, Psalms, chapter 24, verse 10, Psalm 24, verse 10, David asks, Who is this king of glory? And the answer comes, The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. The Lord of hosts is the king of glory. In Psalm 104, and verses 1 to 2, Psalm 104, verse 1 to 2, we read O oh Lord my God you are very great you are clothed with honor and majesty you who cover yourself with light as with a garment this is how God manifests himself to his creation to us his children like he is covering himself is like he is clothed with light this bright light eh? Like with a garment. In connection with the annunciation of Jesus' birth to the shepherds, we read in Luke chapter 2 and verse 9 that an angel and an angel of the Lord appeared to them, now to the shepherds, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. Yeah? The glory of the Lord shone around them. So God manifests His presence, manifests Himself to the shepherds in this glory, the shining brightness, um, bright light, or brightness. These men had never seen such a spectacular sight that their first response was fear. <laughs> they did not know what this is all about. Yeah? But God was coming to to announce to them, the birth of Jesus, the Son of God. In Matthew seventeen verse two, Matthew seventeen and verse two. God's glory was also evident at the transfiguration of Christ. We read, and he was transfigured before them; his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as light end of the quotation shone like the Sun can you imagine that was Matthew's explanation of God's glory on that mountain on that day he did not know how to how do you describe this brightness he could only refer to the shining Sun revelation 21 and verse 23 we find that in the heavenly city yet to come that The city had no need of the sun or of the moon to shine in it. For the glory of God illuminated it. The Lamb is its light. The Lamb, the Lamb of God, not lamp. The Lamb is its light. The Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, is its light. So there is no need of the sun in heaven. There is no need of the moon in heaven. Jesus shines, his glory is so manifest that you don't need any other light. In fact, it is too much light already. And like Matthew said, Jesus' face shone like the sun. So you don't need another one. So when we get to heaven, we shall be surrounded by the light of the glory of the Lord forever. Only that we shall not fear like the shepherds but we shall rejoice in God's presence forever oh hallelujah this is beyond our imagination but we look forward I do look forward for that day it is very appropriate that God's revelation of himself should be accompanied by such splendor and brightness for this glory of God is the visible manifestation Of the excellence of God's character the greatness of God's being that is the perfection of all his attributes is something that we can never fully comprehend but before which we can only stand in awe and worship actually we might not be able to gaze fully upon it just like the seraphim the angelic beings in Isaiah chapter six verse one to two they are before the throne of god where the lord is seated in verse two it says above it that is above the throne so stood seraphim each had six wings with two he covered his face that's what i wanted to quote with two wings He covered his face. This was what Isaiah saw in the throne of God. That above the throne, these seraphim, these angelic beings, had wings and two of them were to cover their faces because of the glory. They could not gaze directly at the glory of God. (coughs) Excuse me. It is so great. It is so bright. That is the express manifestation of the glory of God, of the uh, um, being of God. In Acts chapter 26, Paul was speaking, giving his defense to King Agrippa II, who was a Roman ruler. Here in this passage, he is just called King Agrippa. Narrating his encounter with Jesus on the road to Damascus, Paul says in verse 13, about noon, O king, as I was on the road, I saw a light from heaven, brighter than the sun, blazing around me and my companions. End of quote. They all fell to the ground because they could not withstand the glory of God. Yeah, This is how God revealed himself to Paul that, that, that time he was Saul. He chose to reveal himself to Saul in this way. Although God does not always manifest himself to mankind in this manner, but he has done it enough times to let us know about his visible glorious manifestation. We should therefore fall down to the ground in worship of such a glorious God. We know that our God is a glorious God. Having said this, it's amazing to realize that God made us to reflect his glory. Can you imagine? We've just been talking about the manifest glory of God. How we cannot even behold it. How uh, human beings uh, uh, responded in different ways in fear, you know, um, covering their faces, falling down. And then God, oh God, he chooses to make us like himself, to reflect his glory also. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18, Paul tells us, but we all with unveiled faces, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. (laughs) Let me read that verse again. 2 Corinthians 3.18 But we all, we the Christians, the believers, we who have accepted Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, with unveiled faces, beholding us in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. What this is telling us, that this is happening even now in our Christian lives, that as we continue to behold the glory of God, it is like in a mirror. We are being transformed. We are being made into that image. That image of the glory of God. The character of God is being impacted in us. That we are growing in the image of God from one level of glory to another. That how I was yesterday should not be the same way today. From glory to glory. From one level to another. It's as if we are walking up staircase that is how we uh, we show or we manifest that we are growing in the character of God in our life that there is progress brethren when we study the character of God especially the communicable attributes we should be reflecting those characters in our lives from one level to another that there may be, there should be there should be a, an increase that somebody who met me or who related with me five years ago when we meet today they will tell there is progress progress in my life because they can tell that there is a glory at the level of glory in my life that i have attained that i did not have previously May the Lord help us. Matthew chapter 5, verse 16 says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Let your light, that light of the glory of God, let it shine before men. Let our character, let it shine. Our integrity, let it shine. Our truthfulness, let it shine. Yeah? Our love of God, love for brethren, let it shine that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So they will glorify the Father in heaven because they are acknowledging that this glory is the glory of God being reflected in our lives. Though we do not find ourselves surrounded by a visible light, there is a brightness There is a splendor or a beauty about the manner of life of a person who deeply loves God. And it is often evident to those around such a person. What is the testimony of those around you, my brother, my sister, like your family members, those that you live with, concerning you? What is their testimony concerning you? Are they seeing this brightness? Are they seeing this beauty are they seeing that you deeply love God is it evident may the Lord help us to reflect his glory more and more brethren and so be greater witnesses for our Lord Jesus Christ that we will not just pick it we will not just witness with our mouths but that there will be in our lives it will be evident the brightness of the love of god of the light of god of the glory of god will be evident in our lives praise god glory to god brethren we hereby conclude for now the study of god's character i can tell you that this is not a conclusive study it has not been so you may continue father study for yourself for ministry just like the Berean Christians this is not all so um, you can check in our website Crisco and you'll be able to see find them all this uh, recordings we have uh, had about 25 attributes of God that have been recorded And so it will be um, good for you that at different times you can go back to our website and check out which one you want to listen to and maybe continue with with the study yourself. And so we want to give glory to God for such an opportunity as this that he has given us. And so let us pray together. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. We are so grateful today oh god that you've been so faithful to us in the past so many weeks as we have been studying your character lord we are grateful that you have given us a glimpse of yourself that we can be able to tell that this is the character of god we have seen those attributes that you do not share with us your independence your unchangeableness your eternity, your omnipresence and unity. And we are grateful to know that this is our God, a unique God. Oh God, a God who does not change. We are also grateful, Lord, that we have learned that you are communicable attributes, those that you share with us, that although you are so great and mighty, our creator, we are just your creation, that you have chosen, oh God, to share with us your attributes. You want us to be truthful. You want us to be wise, to have goodness, to have love, mercy, to have levels of holiness like you do, peace and righteousness. Oh God, you have shown us your will. You want us to be, to grow to perfection, our be- the beauty of God to be reflected in us, the glory of God and all the others. Lord, we are grateful, oh Jehovah, and we pray that you will not help us not to keep this in the archives and forget about it, but to continually go back to this and uh, uh, read your word and continually gaze in your beauty. Oh God, just like the psalmist says, desiring to be, to, to be, uh, behold your beauty, desiring to be in your presence in and experience the beauty of the Lord, the glory of the Lord, That we may be transformed, oh God, from one level of glory to another. Transform us, oh God. Oh, that it may be evident in our lives that God is in our hearts. That Jesus on the inside, you're working on the outside. Oh, what a change. Oh, what a change there will be. There has been and there will continue to be. So we continue to commit our lives into your hands. That you continue to lead us by your spirit, indeed transforming us, that you may be glorified. That when people see our lives, they will glorify you, our Father in heaven, and they will be drawn to you, those who do not know you, as Lord and Savior. We bless you, Father. We exalt you and we adore you. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen and amen. Shalom. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. And may he cause his face to shine upon you. May he cause uh, his glory to shine upon you and that you may reflect the same to the glory of his name. In Jesus' name. Bye.